Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. God bless. Good evening. Good evening to each and every one, and God bless you uh, from um, Breaking Chains, History Talk. Every Tuesday, I pondered what to start our lesson off with. And uh, for African-Americans or just Africans or those who are are, uh, from the African dispersion, uh, there's a lot of things that we discussed and we have been mistalked about slavery. America. It said the Bible uh, was built upon slavery, and the Bible talks about slavery. And I'm not saying that it's not found in the Bible, but I'm saying that it is interpreted incorrect. And I want you to understand tonight, I'm going to start off teaching tonight about biblical slavery and i'll go back into some other things with the origin of man and i'll talk about emancipation proclamation about the slavery uh in america and i talk about some genetics and i talk about uh there was uh, uh people of african um ancestry that was in america maybe four thousand years before columbus ever put here uh, not on solve because Columbus, although we have Columbus Day is October the 12th. Uh, Columbus never, we've been miseducated. Columbus never set foot uh, in America. Amen. It's important that we understand, too, that that, 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 that slavery is nothing but an act of the devil. Satan was Put here by Satan himself. It is important we understand those of studious of the Bible. That you would understand that when God created earth, that the earth was without Satan was had to the earth by by uh, had Michael put Satan out of heaven. Satan was wandering around, and he was able to embody serpent. Satan, Satan was already on this earth, and there's Satan who is slavery. I'm about, to, I'm about to show you this biblically, how Satan orchestrated slavery, and I'm going to tell you something about slavery. 
Amen. Uh, okay, now, uh, in the Bible, it talks about when God created mankind. They said, and that, that's in um, the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 through 28, and it says, it, it says, it says, let us make man in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over all the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply in numbers. Fill the earth, do it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the air, and everything, every living creature that moved upon the earth. Now, now God told us, God said, I give you every seed, a barren plant on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit, seed in it, it will be yours for food. See, when God created man, he first created man to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. Man later on became a flesh eater. But what's very important about this, he told man that he gave man authority to rule over everything. He told him that he gave man authority over the fish of the sea to follow that and every creature thing that was that creeped upon the earth. And he creates man. Says that God put man in the garden. I want you to pay close attention. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to show you why slavery began from being slothful, being lazy because of curse from the devil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man that the man you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. You must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for when you eat from it you shall certainly die. That's spiritual death and sin. Now I'm going to take you over to the part where man tells man to go into and the hatred and man to look at how, excuse me, how Satan really orchestrated slavery. Watch this, watch, watch. It says, and then this is Genesis, I'm going to go from Genesis 3, 15 through 19. It's, and I'm going to do the NIV. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your he will crush your head, and you shall strike his tail. To the one he said, I will make your pain and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desires will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, here it comes. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the fruit, about which I command you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. 
curse now because you because you drew painful tar, you ate from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of fear. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, and thus you are, and thus you shall return. Now listen what he told Adam, and this is what he can put. and Adam. To work very, very hard. Second cause mankind to fall and man work very hard. Man at the tall. Listen to what it said. It's from the sweat of your brow now. He told him you would you were laying around now, but from the sweat of your brow. He said, through painful tall. I told him say through painful tall. He said, curse the ground because of you. Through painful toil, that means struggle and work hard, you will eat from it. All the days of life, it will do thorns and and you will eat the plant of the earth. And then say, hard work, you will eat your food. And then he said, from dust to our dust, I shall return. That man would die physically. Now, listen, when I when I said this, you may ask where I'm going with this. From that point on, man had to labor hard. He no longer was, until he listened at Satan, he would name the animals and all the trees. He just picked it enough for him to live off. Saying he didn't have to worry about killing animals, cleaning them. Because I read to you earlier, every vegetable and fruit was for him. He was supposed to be, I, I, I told you that he was supposed to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. He wasn't supposed to be a carnivore, which is a meat eater. Now, Satan brought sin into it when he made them have to work. Man is lazy. Man didn't want to do the work, so man started getting involved in slavery. Now, it is important that we, we look at these things about mankind because throughout your Bible, you're going to find out that it's been said that, 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 that slavery was okay biblical, but slavery was never okay biblical. God did not stop it, nor did God condone it. God only told me some laws for them how to treat a person if that person was a slave. Now, before I go any further, I want you want to give you some instructions to study. You will find out that if a Hebrew person, that you find out that 90, almost 99% of the people down there had some people to war and things like that who were, 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 were captured and ended up being slaves. But the rest of the people mainly sold themselves into servitude. Sometimes that they were talking about a uh, man selling his daughter into slavery. All that was dealing with was a diary where he would give his wife, he would sell his daughter to someone, like a diary, and they'd still do it in Africa and other places. You have to pay somebody for their daughter, and then you marry that daughter. 
that person's son or themselves married that child. Now, I want you to pick and, and things. So it was not real slavery. Now, in Genesis, the 14th chapter, 14 and 14, they said that when, okay, Abraham uh, had like 318 men servants. And I listen at what it said in Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative, talking about Lot, had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his house and went and pursued at Foy's dad. He went and he, re- and he battled with them and he brought his nephew Lot back. Those 313 would have been counted as, but they never treated a servant the way that slaves were treated. Now, with 318 individuals, you, you're walking around in a wilderness. You go out there, you could easily just kill this person and go on about your business. It was, he took with him 318, well, 318, excuse me. They could have walked on by their business, but they were not being treated. And notice the term that they used, 318 trained men born in his household. This circumcised them and everything else. It's in Genesis 14 and 14. They lived, they ate, they worked, they they shared all the crops that they grow. They shared when they were eating goat or sheep. They shared in everything that they had. And then it was illegal for a person if you had it. Now, listen at this, and I'm not going to tell you some more. In Genesis 15, chapter verse 2 and 3, it tells you that how well a slave was really to be, be honored and treated. When Abraham, you remember he was Abram first, he didn't have any children, but now it was said that it said that Abraham says, talking to God in a vision, he says, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Damascus. Now, Eliezer is his slave. Eliezer is the slave of, of uh, well, servant, he wasn't really a slave, but he was a servant of Abraham or Abram. And he wasn't an Israelite, he was from Damascus. Now listen at what they say. And Abraham said, you have given me no children, so the servant in my house where is my heir. Mean everything that the 317 servants that worked for him would have been working for the servant Eliezer. Now, all this is is, is telling you the sheep, the cattle, the goat, whatever he had, would have been for Eliezer. Now, I want you to do do what you call, now listen at this. You you want something whenever someone want to tell you about slavery? In Old Testament, in Exodus 21 and 16, listen at what this says. If anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether whether the victim has been sold, whether this victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession, majority of, of slaves here was really kidnapped from their homeland and brought over here. 
they tell us and make us believe that we were sold in the bondage by, and, and it's true, part of some of the slaves were sold in bondage uh, by war because they were doing a big bit that. But even that, a person in Africa could become a part of, part of, a, part of a tribe if they stayed there and worked and, and agreed to be, go to battle with that tribe. So it was totally different from what we see today. And, and slavery was today, you know, you couldn't do it. Now, this said in Exodus 21 and 16 that, that, that if you're sold, they were put to death. That if anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether it is the victim, whether the victim uh, has been sold, whether the victim has been sold, but still in the kidnapper's possession. That person was supposed to be killed. If they came there and they brought that person, those ship people bringing, that was bringing slaves over to America, biblically, they were to be killed. Now, I, I want us to, that if you think that's so, then Leviticus, now listen to what Leviticus says. I'm going to explain this to you. Leviticus 25th chapter, verse 43. Now, listen to what it says. Now, you have to understand that a person that sold himself into slavery was to work for seven years. Some after six years, they granted them, they let them go. You was not really a slave. You ate good, but you were working off the debt. A lot of people did not own anything. And those who owned a lot was able to hire people. Because you remember earlier, I just told you that slavery was something from the pits of hell from from Satan. When God, when Satan caused man to fail and man had to work and earn from the sweat of his brow. And, you know, when he was earning from the sweat of his brow and thorn and thistles, he was bad. And when he had to really work, Man being slothful and lazy, man got other men and captured and, and enslaved other men to do the work for them. That's what happened in America. And, well, and, and, and the children of Israel, they were supposed to have the Hebrews. They would only work them to pay off the debt. And then if they wanted to pay off, because you was eating good, and you they couldn't treat you bad. Now, because in Leviticus, the 25th chapter in the 43rd verse, it says, you shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. And God said, you are not to rape him, you are not to do anything like that to them. But that's not what, what happened in America. See, we have to understand that the same people that's trying to tell us that slavery was okay or was part of the Bible is a lie. God looks at and then if, if you want to find out, you say, well, that was everything, Pastor Kemp, Dr. Kemp, well, everything that you quoted was Old Testament. Well, you know, if then they say, well, uh, you could go in the New Testament and they had a runaway slave in the book of Philemon. 
it talks about a runaway slave, and Paul told him to go back. Well, he almost got that money that he was a, a servant. They had different people. They had people that, that was in themselves in the slavery. There were some people that, that were uh, indentured servants and others that were there. Now, a slave could stay the rest of his life if he wanted to be. But you still have to understand that after so long, on the day of Jubilee, they were supposed to let the slave. Now, and I, I just read to you in uh, Leviticus 25 and 43, say you should not rule over, talking about, about, talking about your servant ruthlessly, mean or mean, be mean to him, beat him, and kill him, but shall fear God. Now, listen to what Timothy said. You can look this is in the book of the first chapter in the 10th verse. The sexual immoral, immoral men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Did you get that? That's that Paul. Timothy is your pastoral epistle. Timothy, first and second. And this is the letter where Paul uh, was writing to tell them how to govern the church. He told them homosexuality and moral, sexual, the sexual immoral, immoral individuals, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, those who enslave people, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. It's God's order. It's time that we that, that we start studying our Bibles and find out because there's so much stuff that's contrary to God's will. God 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 didn't will that we be slaves. Now God still do allow it because we we have slavery right now, little girls being sold into slavery and being prostitutes right now in America. Have it all over the world still going on, where, where they kidnap people from from Asian countries and bring them up here by ship, sneaking them in, have them working in massage parlors and going in the back and servicing uh, the gentlemen, the men. That that's today. God pimping young girls and beat them and keep them making money and and serve. That's a form of slavery. But the slavery in the Bible was totally different from the day. You get an opportunity. You could go to a Christian, what is it's, it's a called call, uh, a Christian. It's called by a deal with Christian. It's a Christian Bible study group that discuss different topics. And you could find out them, you can look at them, give you all the information you need. Personquestion.com. And it, it'll answer, you could ask questions and you could come up with, with the scriptures necessary to refute anything someone says. And for, for, for centuries, 
We've been bombarded that the blacks should be slaves and things like that. We've been bombarded. But I wanted this is because slavery was uh, ended with the emancipation in 1863 in America. But it, uh, but the import of slave bringing in slaves to America had ended long before that. Uh, it ended in 1803, but the South continued to bring slaves in. But ne- nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, so they we were taught, now, crazy, we were taught that slavery was okay by the Bible. But I, 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 I'm a person that I just, excuse me if I stutter a little, but I'm a person that you can't just tell me anything because I will study. I will study and I will find some information about that matter. You can't just tell me anything. Do you know, too, in America, it's just going haywire with the voting rights and things like that. Don't you know they have what they call a Confederate Bible? And I'm I'm looking at purchasing one just to look at a a person's mindset because it's still it's carrying over right now. The effects of it is still permeating throughout our country today. And when I say our country, I'm talking about America because the majority of African Americans have been here longer than the majority of the whites. The majority of the whites came to Ellis Island. And if you want to look it up, it's called the Confederate Bible, and you can find out the sisters of the Confederacy. They were they taught their children all these racist things that that, that we hear, and that's why one thing that yeah, the children have been taught by elders about being uh, racist, and so long as that's going through, and and the children are, are being taught by elders. And see, that's what we learn from. A child is not to uh, not not born to be a racist. A child is that's a taught behavior. No, that's a taught behavior. And, and so when I look at a white person, a person of Caucasian uh, persuasion, I look at somebody who have been trained in the art of white supremacy. Now, it's important that we understand, too, the difference in the slavery that I just came there where Eliezer lived in the house and he ate and he was able to inherit Abraham's fortune and you wasn't supposed to beat a slave, was not, so you wasn't supposed to be a slave or mistreat the slave. And if you were caught selling a, a selling a slave or selling someone, uh, you go kidnap a person like so many of us today were kidnapped from Africa and brought here. You saw that on roots. They didn't buy them. They went in with guns and raided villages. And what's so bad about it today that we see? I often time often I, I, I on 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 this program. I used the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Where if you think about what's been said, it's, it's been taught to us that while we did, we sold our own people 
at first they did. Some did. Don't get me wrong. Some did, but the majority of them were captured. The men would go over and shoot up villages and would take the younger slaves because they were younger, they would live longer, and they could take the journey, and they could work them longer, and they were easy to, to train and learn a language, another language. But I want us to understand that when blacks first came into slavery, you know, some of the first ships that came um, to uh, to the America, the ship, uh, it came to Fort Summer. April of 12, 18, uh, with that, what, 16, um, 1619. Excuse me, that, I mean, excuse me, it didn't come to Fort Summer, but that, the first slave came to America in, in, in 16, uh, 19. But now we have to understand that from that point on, they had a many, many slaves that came over. You know, some of the greatest things that, uh, places that people came to America was 26% of the slaves came from the Congo. Mbongdu, uh, Bifora, talk about the Igbo, the or the Buai, or Bulo, 24%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%. The Mende and the Temes, Synagogue Bamba, the Mandika, you heard about Manduka water, Pule and the Willow, about 14% of slaves came from there. From the Windward, or where they, they come on the Gulf Coast, Akan. Akan was 13.1%. The Windward Coast, Madi, and the Keys with five percent. The bright of uh, Benai, Yoruba, Eva, the Fulani, four point three percent, which I am I have some um Yoruba, Igbo, uh, I have uh, some Mandinka and when I that when I went through my heritage, but it's just saying where most of the slaves that came to the Americas were the percentage of it. And a lot of them came from the Congo and, uh, and, and Angola, because here in Louisiana and certain parts of Louisiana, specifically in the Felicianas, uh, around where the uh, state of Maximum the name of the place is called Angola, Louisiana, because the plantation set on 18,000 acres, and which is the prison now that set on 18,000 acres. And uh, the slave that were there was from Angola, so they named the place Angola. Now, it's important that we understand, too. Now, I told you earlier that in January the 1st, 1808, it was, eight, I said, 1802, the U.S. officially banned the importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies, and it was all it was banned in the slaves in 1807, but it was officially put together uh, in 1807. Now again, now 
the slaves that print comfort where they come in. And around Jamestown, and, and that was uh, 1619. Now, but just to go further, but because the slaves read that our forefathers and, and, and African Americans' forefathers, because I pray that we have some Caucasians that who are listening in tonight will understand they would take you to Gurry Island or Gurry Castle and they would keep them there for months crowded where people had to stand up the whole time and when they would take time to sit down but they wasn't cleaning the place you were standing in your own feces for months then you was loaded on the ship for a two to almost three month journey, chained to the bottom of woods, your bed sores, yearning and feces on yourself. You made too much noise, you were beat. People dying and being thrown overboard. The sick being thrown overboard because they couldn't get money for them. Then when you was brought here, you was you wasn't fed a good meal. The food, they didn't have you on a good diet. You wasn't eating. They were you from sun up to sundown. You were raped. You were sodomized. You were whipped. You were burnt. You were lynched. This did, but for some reason today, they don't want this part tied in school today. The true history. The true history just how low uh, the Caucasian race have been throughout history. The lie about you look at how Rome is built over with the Colosseum. Rome been collecting them slaves. Who you think built Rome up because the Colosseum that Rome had? Rome, they didn't build it. Man have been lazy. I told you, I took you back to the time of Adam and, and, and Eve, and I told you that when slave went, 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 Sin came into the world. Satan brought sin into the world and laziness followed. Man didn't want to do his own work, so he got servants to do it. Those who could pay for it, paid for it. Those who had the strong arm, they did it. America was built on slavery. Over 250 years, right at 300 years, are nothing but being in servitude, not those are the, that's how long it was before Emancipation Proclamation, but it lasted even longer. It lasted 300 and something plus years because man started sharecropping. I didn't know, I couldn't understand how could a person be a sharecropper when you don't share on the profit what a person gets. You work you from sunup to sundown in that field, the sugarcane cotton field, they got rich. And you was on there, you stayed on the land, and the only thing you did, you had the, the money that, the little money you got, you bought from that store, <laughs> and so you didn't make anything. You didn't make enough to buy your own, buy you somewhere, somewhere to live and to move away. And I know how this goes, because I've seen my people, my relatives, and I've seen how my father had to come off of the plantation by saving his money up when he went over in World War II. Now, it's very important for us to 
say uh, that I told you that in 1808 that the United States officially banned the importation of slaves from Africa. I mean, you couldn't bring slave ships would not be entered into the United States with, 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 with cargo of slaves. But the southern states, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, and, and, and Tennessee, Arkansas, all these countries continue to, to want slaves because they wanted free labor. So they wanted to... Uh, uh, leave the union, secede from the union, and to secede from the union, that's how the Civil War started. The lie is, and this this the lie that that was that 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 the war was wasn't started by slavery, but the war was. They say it was more than just slavery. There was state rights and the Western expansion. Well the state rights consisted that the southern states wanted to keep slaves, and that's why they wanted to pull out. So that that, that lie that they tell in history is a lie. They don't tell you that the people who came here, brought here, were no more than a bunch of poor dummies, vagabonds that came off the street, out of jail, who didn't own anything, who came here. So... They didn't want to work. They were lazy. Most of them were. The whole lot of them were alcohol. And so the slaves had to do the work and build a country. So the Civil War really started April the 12th, 1861. That was the start of the war. And the first shot was fired at, on April the 12th. It was fired at spring, for summer spring. Okay, and they said it was 4 a.m. that the first shot was beginning. The southern uh, states left the Union in 1860. In April 12, 1861 was the start of the war. Now, it's important that we, that we, that we pick up on this. The Emancipation Proclamation actually happened now, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Emancipation Proclamation really occurred in 1883. 1883, that's when the war was just about over with, and um, they signed Emancipation Proclamation. But today, the reason why we celebrate Juneteenth is not to see because the other States knew that was over with. The Emancipation Proclamation was January the first, eighteen sixty-three, and the U.S. Uh, approached its third year in a bloody civil war. In the third year of the war, uh, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. The proclamation declared that all persons here as slaves within uh, the rebellious states in the South are and henceforth be free. But now, here it is. 
the slaves in Texas didn't know they were free until June 19, 1865. So you're looking at two years and over five months later, almost six months, you could say six months later, yeah, six months later, uh, two years and six months that slaves found out. The history book tell us that that Southern Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas, or Galveston, Texas. The army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in the state of Texas were free by executive decree. This day came to be known, and that's why I had it as June 19th. And it was because that's the day that, that, that slavery was supposedly put to end. It was no, okay, in 1808, that's when they told them that they could not bring any more slaves into the United States, import them to bring them in. But the, the southern states did not uh, listen. They continued to bring the slaves in, and they were not going to give up slaves. The decree that, that, that President Lincoln had gave, it, it was took over, like I say, two years and six months. Uh, to be abolished of slavery. So on January the 1st, 1865, the true abolition or abolition of uh, slavery achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified on December the 6th, 1865. Now, I want you to understand about this now. Slavery was ratified. But there was a ratification of that with the uh, 13th Amendment. Now, the 13th Amendment didn't help uh, do us justice because it said that if a person committed a crime, they could be put back into servitude. Now, 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 what they're saying that you could be put back into servitude, I mean, if you committed a crime, Oh, now, slavery is just over with, right? So, But you could be put back in the servitude. Servitude is slavery. So in essence, if you committed a crime, if you were walking around off the plantation, they got a law called vagrant. If you didn't, couldn't show where you had money, you couldn't show where you had a job or anything, you could be locked up. Now, they just set you free. Any little crime you commit or any crime they said that you committed, they would send you to jail and they would hire you back to the same plantation that you just left off. It, it was a double-edged sword because when President Johnson came in, President Abraham Lincoln, he came in, he pulled the troops out of the South and then the night riders and the Klan started riding. You couldn't walk the street or to try to move from the plantation because you would have been lynched, burned, or hung. Okay, so the most of the people stayed right where they were. They could not read. They didn't know anyone, didn't have anywhere to go. So, so many stayed in the South. Now, I'm going to read this and then, uh, because I think it's important, because 
Now, they, they asked which state had, had the more slaves in, in 1790. Well, the, the state with the more slaves in 1790 was Virginia. They had 
Methuselah lived 969 years, which is the longest living individual that we have record of before man starts slowly dying. Okay, uh, they talk about Lucy being Australopithecus, and they're talking about that in 1974, and they found the fossil of a uh, procounter of evolution also because uh, she uh, was a household name at that time, and the name Lucy became a household name because Don Johansson and Tom Gray uh, was looking for some rocks and other things when they stumbled up on, on Lucy, uh, the pettis bone and some other bones of a female. And when they dated her, she would, would date back to 3.18 million years. Now, this is someone black. And I want you to really put this together. I don't, it, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Caucasian or you. I want you to look up and find out when they go look for the oldest fossils or the origin of the human race, they go to Africa. Now, I, I need to put a little period that just for a moment. Because you're going to say, well, well, what you've been taught, everything started over in Asia, around way, 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 around Asia, and that's not the truth. The Bible declared by the Garden of Eden, you've been trained to that notion, but you haven't been trained for the truth. If you read your Bible, this is created created the garden that we put Adam and Eve was going to be when he created it. It came from four river here. One river turned to four river here. And the first is the Gion and the second is the Pishon. Well, the Gion and the Pishon both are the Nile River. And they said that they, now the Gion, it, it encompassed the land of Havilah, which is Cush, but that's Beldona. Well, that's Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. And then the other one, what they talk about is the Pishon. And they say about something about it in the land of Deja uh, which is Mali land, which is Somalia. All this is on is is, 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 is Africa on the eastern part of Africa. Now, I, 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 I know that the flood, when he did it, was created in the second chapter of the book of Genesis, I know that the flood not, did not occur until around the ninth or tenth chapter of the book of Genesis. When the flood when the flood occurred, about the ninth chapter of Genesis, when Noah and the flood. So that was before the deluge was to God. But then that 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 just changed the whole geography of the masses after the flood. That part end up had the uh, Gulf of Sazan. They end up with the Red Sea and other different lakes that that divided the land mass. There's even been said if you want to do some uh, research on it about uh, the Red Sea, they said land bridge. In other words, where you can see that it was all connected together at one time. So now, now I will, that's what I want you to see. Now, 
then they go on and they talk about the Hidekia and the and uh Euphrates River. Now it's been said that the Hidekia River is the Tigris River. Now, the Hidekia being the Tigris River, but I beg to differ because they said that the Hidekia ran east and west, but the Hidekia runs parallel with the Tigris River today, and that's north and south. So I don't think that the Hidekia River uh, is... Um, is the Tigris River because it does not run the way that the Bible says that it will run. So I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, they got it wrong. What was trying to saying was getting it wrong because they were trying to say keep it which it was never really the Garden of Eden because. Uh, case in print is that in the garden it had every animal and just to say right there in that small vicinity you couldn't have giraffes you know rhinos or hippos cheetahs uh, uh, leopards you name them wolves and all of these other animals you could not have them you know, you couldn't have all these different types of animals. And and then with this, you'll find out that um, the garden was a very large place. Now, before I move on a little bit, I'm, I want to tell you about the Abantu River. Now, the Nile River is the not the excuse deeper, but the Nile River is the passion and the guy. researching it because right now they're talking about turning the, the country back over a white since we had a black president they're saying that uh, we can't teach true history because then white kids are going to find out that they didn't uh, discover didn't invent and that they were savages that committed genocide rape and other things, so it wasn't nothing good about anything that they ever done. Everything that they ever did was being a heathen. And the children have to learn to deal with true history. It's time that we be transparent. After when President Obama came in, into being and he came to be president, the Tea Party formed, and the Tea Party main thing was we want our country back. And oftentimes, most blacks that I and did not understand what they were saying, what they were saying that we had mass a 
enough people up to vote and put people in office. And this is what I mean. You had enough Native Americans, people are Hispanics, you know, from, from Mexico and Hispanics or Latin Americans, and a few and some white votes would give, and you didn't have to get a high, high percentage of white. But if you could have got 15 to 20 percent, 20 percent of white votes and got 15 percent of, of, um, of uh, Latino votes, take the 15 percentage of them, yet they get their 15 percent of the voters of America. You had you had forty percent, and then America, then the black is thirteen percent. That would give you fifty. That would give you about fifty-three right there, not counting the people from Asia and others. So that would be enough to get you in. And they're afraid that they're going to lose their power and will not rule America anymore. There's also a young, uh, not young lady, but a lady that that worked in the cabinet of President. George, uh, I mean, not George Bush, but President Biden, she made a statement that just, it just, just really touched me that people would make that statement that the people in America, they should have a mandate that America should have no more than one or two kids. And, and it's, 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 it's no secret that the white population and white childbirth has de- decreased. African-American childbirth is staying the same. It's level off, being the same. But Hispanic birth rate is sky high. And so they don't want them in to populate because they're going to lose their power with a democracy. So now they want to fix it, rig the voting thing where if they don't like the way the voting come out, they can say who they want to win by the state. And the red states, that's what's going on. So there's a lot of things that are going on that, that, that we're seeing and things. And so I was telling you about that. But now I want to I wanna go on since that I was telling you the reason I told you about in Ethiopia, but I wanted to let you know that that was part of the Garden of Eden. Now, you had Lewis and Mary Douglas Leakey. They were from, they were really Britain, uh, paleontologists who, who they discovered the first, uh, fossil proconsul school. Now, but that proconsul school wasn't a human. It was a stink ape, which is now believed to be, uh, the ancestor of the human race. But they, they found, uh, discovered the road robust what they call zentropus. Now zentropy or zentropus simply means East Africa. They found a skull in the OD Dodge in Tanzania. In uh in, in East Africa. And uh the archaeological and anthropological fossils that they found of an ancestor to an ape, then they found human remains in the old deep gorge. And while excavating in the old deep gorge, they found different heads that date back over a million. Now, this one could go back to two point seven million years ago. But that's in Zantropy. And they found these fossils, and they tell us that mankind have been much longer than what we thought that man had been there. 
But now listen at this. Listen at this, if you will. And uh, I had I was talking with the city council person of my area, and uh, she had invited me to her office, and we sat down and just had a conversation, and she was picking my head about certain things, and she texted me back because she she didn't take the correct notes, but uh, I told her that everybody came from one lady. And I know that we we in the Bible it talks about Adam and Eve, but now this lady's name is Eve. Now, if we trace back the DNA at the my, my, at, at, at the maternal, you know, heritage part the, of mitochondria within ourselves, all humans, all humans, excuse me, theoretical common ancestors. This woman known as mitochondria Eve, she is between 100 to 200,000 years ago she lived in South Africa. She wasn't the first human, but every other female literally had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondria DNA as a result, all humans today, listen to me, not Africans, but all humans today, Africans too, but I'm saying, Every race, I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, I don't care if you're Russian, I don't care if you where you're from, Brazil, America, wherever you're from, we carry her DNA. Now listen at this. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Since 200,000 years ago, everybody carries her DNA. White, black, dead, I don't care, yellow, whatever color you are, you carry her because we all came from that black woman. See, in contemporary humans today, Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically forming distinct ethnic groups that we see today. Now, about three, about 3,300, about 2,000, about 2,300 years ago, uh, there was a man that had died about 2,300 years ago in South Africa. They found his fossils. And what they noticed when they were able to get DNA that when they got it, that mitochondrial DNA from this man, they found out this guy in Southern Africa is the closest relative yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondrial Eve. He, was, he lived in a fishing area where there was fishing, and his genetics there was, was matched Eve's. Now, the place where they found his, his, his remains is called St. Helen Bay in South Africa. By a geologist name was Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, as we sequenced everything, they found out that the first humans came from Sub-Saharan Africa, which really is the cradle of humanity to have had DNA sequenced. Now, that, that, that's something that we need to look at. And then 
we may be thinking, say, well, Pastor, well, Dr. Kemp, well, why do we look so different? And I've always thought about this. Why do we look so different from the way uh, whites look different from black? Now, I want you to understand out of Africa, when, when, when the blacks start leaving out of Africa and moving to other areas from that hot climate and the sun and thing, because Africa has a lot of desert areas, about 70,000 out of Africa started 70,000 years ago. After modern humans established themselves in Africa, more populations launched out to establish a foothold in Asia. That's over where we see the Holy Land of, of Babylon and all that rock and all in those areas that are Saudi Arabia. Uh, you have, as you notice, they are dark-skinned people. Asia, before they spread it east to Europe, Europe maybe about 40 years ago, and then reaching the America went west to the America. Now, I want you to understand that we're, that the people were black. And this is what I want you to understand. Now, the, 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 what our, our greatest and the father of uh, genetics, his name is Gregor Mundo, and he talks about inheritance involvement of the discrete units of inheritance talking about genes that come passed on from our parents to us, from one flower to another, from one animal to another. We pass on different genes. That's why you a whole lot of people look like their father. They look like their mother because the genes are passed on. But now, he found out that even with a dog plant was dominant, a white plant would be a recessive, he found out that black and brown skin and brown eyes were dominant. He found out that light skin or white, what, what, what Caucasian come from a recessive gene, but brown came from dominant gene. Brown eyes came from a dominant gene. Blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, if you look up the definition of, of dominant, dominant means superior. Recessive means a lower form. So it's this. You could take two of the black people in the Sudan. The Sudan is where the darkest people are. And you could take them and they could have a child and that child could come out albino. That child could look white, come out white. So you could you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. You uh, two whites cannot produce that it all with so that came in the variation and they had to go through what we call a mutation. Now, this is something that happened, and I want you to understand this. 
Mendel studies showed that there were three laws that had the law of independent separation. That if we independently separate ourselves and just aware of certain look of Caucasian people just move independently, separate themselves and live together, they will produce children that look like them with the same recessive genes. And the law of, of uh, dominance is that if you have the people uh, with the dominant genes or dominance, it, you're going to produce a dominant race. Segregation means when you separate, and that's what happened with the Europe. I want you to listen at this. Why we look different, and, and, and those of you who are going through COVID now, we have this different strain of COVID. I see I'm running close to running out of time. Time, But we went through, uh, human beings go through what you call a mutation, just like the variants that they have in the different COVID. Now, if you look at the mutation, that it is the change of structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations, meaning that that mutation, that variant of a structured gene, it can be transmitted to different generations. When they went to Europe, their skin changed, color changed, and the texture of lateral hair changed. That was it. And they said that caused by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA of depletion, insertion, or rearrangement of a larger section of a gene. Do you know that the reason why why we call people albinos because of deletion of the gene melting in that individual? That's why we have albinos. Albinos is, uh, have a, a deletion of, of that gene of, of melanin uh, in their body. Same as Caucasian, but I, I don't think they would ever want you to call them an albino because they know that being a bottle just just tells that they are recessive. Now, it, now this is now listen at this closely, and you can look it up for yourself. The mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants enter a species. How did new variants enter the human species through a mutation? They started off black, and they and they end up end up being different colors. They have them look at Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, all these different things. So what what everybody was drawn from one black woman lady and her name was mitochondria Eve. I, I, I had more more things that I wanted to talk, but I, I had to talk about the today. I had to go back over um about about the Civil War, and I had to talk to you pertaining to Emancipation Proclamation. But there's this big thing about blacks listening to white preachers and what they have taught our ancestors about slavery. And God, God, ordained, God did not ordain slavery. Satan ordained it. He brought it in here. When man had to work hard, he said, what are your brows? Genesis, the third chapter, verse 16 through 19, talks about how hard and thorn and thistles, how he would tar me, hard work. 
man was lazy. Why do you think that 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 that, that whites had blacks in the field picking cotton and cutting sugar cane? If you ever saw hard that work is, you'll know why and you didn't see it now. See black whites out there. Because they did just what Satan brought into the world. Satan brought that in here by telling Adam and Eve, we told Eve, and then Adam listened to his wife Eve, and they all they went into uh, sin, and God cursed them, and he cursed the ground. He told them that they were surely going to die. He told them that, you know, from dust they came, and dust that they sin return. See, man was to live forever. Mankind was created to live forever, but they were created to be herbivores. And we were created, if you read in the second chapter, that they say every plant, every vegetable, every fruit was given man for for man to eat. But after man sinned and God had to kill an innocent animal, from that point on, man started eating meat. And that's why I know the old African-Americans always would tell us, my, my grandparents, my parents would tell us, you don't kill nothing that you're not going to do. Amen. God bless you. Uh, are there anyone that have any questions? Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor, and thank you for such a powerful show. Uh, this is a pre, uh, pre-recorded show. Uh, but a blessing tonight, a blessing tonight. We got a voice, man. I know you've been dying to hear. This ain't just here. God bless you. Good evening, Pastor Kemp. Good evening. How you doing, sir? God bless you. Good evening, and God bless each and every one who are tuned in tonight. It's a pleasure with a double measure to be here with you uh, on this black history. But I would like to just make the statement, black history for for African Americans or for just people of the African descent of people in Africa. Our history is 365 days, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. This skin color does not change. Where we're from does not change. We need to bring on a pride because far too long have it's been hid from us how great a people we are, our inventions, the things that we had, 42 to 48 spirit building long before Auburn almost when Caucasian in Europe was still in the Ice Age in, 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 in caves. And the technology, bath from bathtubs, all these things we had long before hanging gardens, beautiful places, long before they ever thought of them. But they wrote us out of history in the history books. And these are the things, and that's why they're afraid to teach CRT, critical, they say critical race theory, but it's critical race truth. They don't want to teach it because then their children are find out that they've been lying for so many years that they are not the originator of anything but a lie. And that's why there's so many of the Muslims would say that they were satanic was because they had lied to the people for so many years until when you when we begin to think about what they have done and all the evil that they have perpetrated around the world people began to understand the evilness of a race of people 
And don't get me wrong when I say the race, I'm not calling everybody evil, but what I'm saying is if you don't open your mouth when you see or see something, atrocity, a murder, a rape that have been going on for so many years or a beating, what African-Americans have suffered, and you don't say nothing to stop it or do anything or protest it, then you're, you're just as guilty as the people that committed the crime because you, did, you didn't do anything to, uh, to stop it or uh, uh, to protest that, that crime. So, again, I'm just so happy, and uh, we're going to have so many things that we're going up against, and I'm just elated to be uh, with you guys to, tonight. God bless you guys. Amen, amen. God Are bless there any questions? God bless any questions tonight. Anyone on the line have any questions, comments, statements for Dr. Kemp while he's live here on the air tonight? The blessing to have him, 858-357-9137. Uh, we see some calls there. If you have anything you want to bring to the table, uh, the line is over for you. God bless. All right, Pastor. Um, they're there. They're listening. Again. <laughs> So thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. And, Pastor, you can close the show out live tonight, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, well, again, bless each and every one. Uh, remember, the only dumb question is one not asked. You know, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. And uh, I just want to just, again, thank you, God. And I want to say learn who you are. Learn who you are. I'm not talking about uh, just starting in America because, again, America has written us out of history and out of uh, all the inventions that we have done and all the things that we have have given to this country and this world, all the very important things that we've given to this world, medicine, mathematics, science. You know, we, we, we've given all these things, architects, We've given all these things, but there's nothing colleges, education, to the world. We had the first in Warsaw Temple in Egypt is where all the great scholars learned. That taught people, that taught the people that lived in Europe from from Greek to the Romans and Herodias and, 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 and Socrates and Seleucus and, 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 and uh, uh, there's just many other you know, I, I I get a little hung up sometime when I'm just just speaking their name, you know, Pythagoras and others. Uh, so just 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 learn about though the people that taught them, and that's where their their knowledge comes from, Africa. I thank you so much, and again, God bless you, uh, Pastor William, for all that you do for the community to make sure that they're capable and able to learn these things and that you promote learning for your community. For secular and Christian education, I I really believe that secular education and Christian education equals success, but only true success can be found when you have a true walk with God. Amen. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for who we are. We thank you for our African descent. We thank you that we love everybody, Lord. When I speak about black history, when I speak about the things that uh, blacks and Africans have done all over the world, 
I'm not speaking to be prejudiced like the people in this country who have cut blacks out of history, refused to teach uh, and bring up about those great scholars that are in Europe and where did they get their knowledge from. They will refuse to tell you things. They refuse to tell you that they came from you, that, that these things, Lord, the Lord, let us open our hearts and our minds. Let us be receptive to living a Christian life and not have the hatred and think that we're more than other folk. The Bible, and, and proclaim to be lovers of you, the Bible says there's one Lord, one faith and baptism, that we've all been baptized in the one body. There's only one kind, there's humankind. And, Lord, none of us are better. You say you are no respecter of a person. No one is any greater or or least than anyone else. So I thank you, Lord God. Bless my family. I have death in my family just this Friday. I'll be be burying my elder brother, who's the eldest of our family. Lord, I've been through this a good many times now, Lord. It's three of us left. Four of us are gone now. And, Lord, I ask that you would straighten my family, straighten me, Lord. Build me up where I'm torn down, straighten me where I'm weak. I've been through surgery, and then I lost my brother, but I'm still going to stand up for you, Lord, and I'm going to stand up for the people. I'm going to always stand for righteousness, oh, Lord, and continue to straighten Reverend William, that he continue to stand up for you and the righteousness, Lord. Lead, guide us, and strengthen us. And all those who are out there, Lord, that's loving you, Lord, and want to know of themselves, bless them, bless their home, make their home homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Oh, Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Remember, being African-American is not a a 28-day thing or 29 on a leap year, Lord, but being African-American, we know that we, we can't change. It don't rub off, and it don't come out of our genes. So that's every, we should not just worry about African-American and celebrate who we are uh, because there, there are holidays all through the year for other races, but when it comes to us, they give us the shortest month of the year. But remember, we need to celebrate who we are every day that we wake up, praising God for who he created us to be in his own image, in his likeness. We thank you and we praise you. It's in this we pray. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love each and everybody, and it's never, ever, ever nothing you could ever do about it. Much love. Good night. You're listening to History Talk on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. My people, I love you. We're family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make through it out. No matter what the cost. We're family. Why you hate me? Uh, I'm 
can be Great life be Grow with one another Living happily But you hurt me Wanna work for peace Lying from Zion I am a kid for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.